Before we get started, are you registered to vote? Exercise your right and register to vote at vote.gov or rockthevote.org. It's quick and easy to navigate on both platforms. You can find voting information such as deadline dates, polling locations, and more. Make sure you check your voter registration for the next upcoming local election. For my state of Florida, primary elections will be held August 23rd, 2022. The deadline to register is July 25th, 2022. The general election will be November 8th, 2022. Deadline to register is October 11th, 2022. Don't forget you can also vote by mail. Check out vote.gov and rockthevote.org for more information. Perspectives. I'm your host, Eugenia Arana. On today's show, we'll be speaking with replay operator Derek Lukes. Derek is based out of Central Florida and is in his seventh year working in media. He is the winner of the 2015 College Television Award Emmy for Best Documentary for his role in Filthy Dreamers. Filthy Dreamers is about Florida lawmakers and religious activists in 1928 who sought to ban classes and books on evolution at the school that later became Florida State University. Derek, for the last few years, has been a freelance replay operator for live sporting events. You know, when you're at the bar watching the game or at a buddy's house watching some hoops or football during the weekend, you've probably seen a dozen sick replays and highlight montages with that perfect side angle, a slow-mo of the receiver diving into the end zone for that touchdown. Well, Derek is one of those replay operators responsible for cutting up and putting together that material during live games. We'll chat about his career highlights. We'll also discuss how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected the freelance and contract sports production world. We'll talk about his production experience within the revolutionary WNBA bubble, or Wubble. And we'll get into his role within the media industry. But first... I started working in professional media in 2014. I knew that after graduating, my two options to find work within my industry was either getting hired by a big or small company or be a contract worker. I didn't know whether the ratio was 50-50 or 7-30 until I was in. I was reminded how important contract workers are for many industries, especially in media. Finding contract work is not the easiest path, but if managed well, you can earn a pretty decent living. I started wondering how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected freelance workers. With the sports stoppage back in 2020, all the jobs that come within the industry had to come to a halt. Production crews, vendors, ushers. What are the long-term effects going to be as a result of this pandemic? Some companies continue to pay their staff employees. Some companies furloughed their workers. Others had to lay off. According to the article titled, How is COVID-19 impacting freelance rates, pricing, and project flow? On Forbes.com, written by John Younger, over 30 million American workers have been laid off or furloughed since the pandemic. The freelance working community has voiced the total opposite. According to an article in Variety.com, Sinclair Broadcast Group unveiled a multi-million dollar emergency fund to offer an industry advance of $2,500. Yes, credit. Leslie Fitzsimmons, IATSE, International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, Local 414 Vice President, said in a statement, Sinclair reported an 80-plus percent year-over-year increase in 2018 and 2019. Sinclair CEO made $7.5 million last year. We lost all our income. We need help. Not only that, we're losing out on our health contributions, which puts our ability to maintain coverage at risk. 
So, Derek, thank you for joining us, man. Thank you for sitting us down for a second time. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so you just completed a uh, college basketball season that had yes. many ups and downs because of, obviously, the pandemic. Yeah. What was that like? I mean, the season was definitely ups and downs. Um, there was a lot of times where we would get an email the morning of that says, hey, someone tested positive. Um you know, we're canceling today's game. And then there was some times where if I was on site, maybe at a UCF game, we would be two hours to tip, and they would tell us, oh, by the way, the game's canceled. You can go home. So it was definitely, it was crazy. There was definitely last-minute calls of, like, hey, we just picked up this game. Tomorrow, come in. Um, so it was it was crazy. Um, obviously thankful for the work because I know a lot of people in the industry aren't getting a chance to get to do what we do and so I'm really grateful for this Orlando market and the Remy's that we have going on here and everything that we're allowed to keep working and you know stay busy the jobs surrounding the sports right. industry were also kind of tossed up in the air right. um, um, for the freelancer world what was that like for you know your, your peers your co-workers that scare like not knowing if you're gonna get paid like, right what was that like yeah it was uh, um, a light-hearted side of it it was a lot of bonding um, I got really close to a lot of other operators or other people in the industry, a lot of video games, you know, late nights because we had nothing to do the next day except wake up and start playing more video games with each other. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely scary. Um, I'm a big saver um, just from what I learned from my mother. And so, um, you know, my wife was fortunate enough to work from home. And so we were okay on our side, but there was a lot of others that, you know, kids, uh, just everything that, you know, you have to pay for um, in general just to live for life. You're in the middle of a WNBA game mm -hmm. when all of a sudden you find out or everyone finds out that the whole league is being canceled. Right. We've been doing the Wobble experience and everything been going pretty smooth. There was still a lot of politics um, going on outside and there was a lot of still the police brutality going on outside as well. And the WNBA and the NBA were trying to shed a lot of light. That, I mean, that's really the main reason they had the season was because be, they wanted to use their platform in a way that would shed light on everything. And uh, the WNBA's main focus during the year was uh, Breonna Taylor and the women that followed with the police brutality. And on the court, there was Black Lives Matter, um, and it was a really big segment of our shows as well. Every halftime, we would do some type of a community segment of, you know, this is a black-owned business, and we're going to promote them during our halftime. Um, and then there was the day that Jacob Blake got shot in the back that they ended up protesting and stopping the games for two days. And so we arrive on site in the morning, knowing what had happened the night before, or the day before, and it was just kind of a waiting to see what happened. But the Atlanta Dream came onto the court for pregame with shirts that had seven shots in the back um, that spelled out his name on the front. And so when that kind of happened, we kind of had an idea of this is probably not 
going to play today, and who knows what happens for the rest of the season. Um, and then when we heard the commissioner was flying down that day, <laughs> it kind of started like snowballing and being like, okay, this is really serious. And the commissioner talked to everybody, um, just trying to get a feel for what was going to happen as far as what we were going to be doing for the day or what the future looked like. And, um, and then, yeah, it came out that they halted for two days. Um, they took time to reflect. And then they came back on a big platform, which that Saturday we had our only main CBS game, which was the nationally televised game. That was the only game they gave the WNBA the whole year. They were on ESPN a couple times, as far as like ESPN2, maybe a few main channel ones. But I think the CBS Sports one was where, or the CBS was where we were going to get a lot of views. And that was two days after they had protested. And so we actually came in on one of the days off and we sat and just downloaded video after video to try and piece something together for the first day that they came back to show, you know, the last 48 hours, this happened, now we're back, this is the message they're trying to push forward, please listen. And this is a collective brainstorming session happening amongst the production team led by producers, CPs. Yeah, I mean, it was was one of my favorite pieces I've been able to be a part of and put together um, with everybody. Are you registered to vote? Exercise your right and register to vote at vote.gov or rockthevote.org. It's quick and easy to navigate on both platforms. You can find voting information such as deadline dates, polling locations, and more. Make sure you check your voter's registration for the next upcoming local election. For my state of Florida, primary elections will be held August 23, 2022. The deadline to register is July 25, 2022. The general election will be November 8, 2022. Deadline to register is October 11, 2022. Don't forget you can also vote by mail. Check out vote.gov and rockthevote.org for more information. Now you have history and experience in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did you get a chance to exercise that during during this tough period? Because I can imagine with the, with the time, not knowing like, right. what time you have to work with could be challenging. But yeah, not uh, not too much. Um, I shot maybe I think two music videos for some friends where we would just uh, find somewhere outside and you know we would shoot a couple different scenes, all socially distanced and masked up, and um, that was really all the editing or anything I got to do. I shot a wedding right before everything was canceled. So that kind of gave me a nice month to, to edit that and give it to them and uh, the focus on that. Bring up time, one of the few moments where it's right. like a blessing. Yeah, and especially with editing a wedding, that takes a long time to go through like two different cameras worth of, oh, yeah. of footage. But um, So you were just recently, you and your crew were recently nominated, right, mm-hmm. for an Emmy. For Correct. Filthy Dreamers, the documentary Correct. Filthy Dreamers. Yeah. So most recently, you guys fell short. Right. But take take us through that experience. What was yeah. that? Yeah. Like? Um, it was an honor to be nominated. It was something we. I mean, I personally didn't expect. I think my professor expected it more than than me, just to at least get nominated, which we did, and we're really thankful for. Um, but yeah, it started 
we won a college Emmy for the documentary in 2015. And then after that, we kept kind of re-editing it, putting it in different festivals to keep it alive, um, submitted it to a couple different networks and channels to try and get it on TV. And it, it took a while until about 2018 when PBS said that they wanted to use it for the 100th uh, year of women's suffrage in 2020. And so then it was kind of a waiting period of, okay, let's get everything licensed, clear. I had to re-edit a lot of the music because a lot of the music we had before wasn't cleared anymore that we had in 2015. Production props. Yeah. <laughs> and so we had to, to edit around a couple things, a couple things that they had paid for previously that weren't cleared to be paid for anymore. Um, and then in <laughs> the... Two weeks after everything shut down, our film aired on PBS. We were supposed to have a big watch party. Unfortunately, we Zoomed because that's all we could do at the time. So it was a blessing and kind of a... Yeah, kind of a good opportunity because then you have folks at home who, who you know, have time to right. kill, right? And, and, and yeah, I get more eyes for the film. Right, yeah. I definitely was able to tell my family to watch it and they didn't have an excuse of nice. why <laughs> they weren't busy. Uh, um, so... You guys got nominated. All of a sudden, you guys were not expected this. You guys get nominated. What's going through your head? Like, you're all of a sudden have to find a suit because you got to go to this award you know, ceremony. Right, yeah. Um, so I had just graduated college uh, in the fall, and we submitted in December. I think a week before I graduated, we, just, we submitted the film to the college Emmys thinking nothing of it just you know we were shopping out we got into a couple festivals we got a few screeners so we thought maybe we had a shot and then in February we got contacted that um, we got nominated and that we were going to be in the award show for the Emmy and so then yeah I had to go to uh, I believe I went to men's warehouse and you know pick up a suit and um, I think I wore actually a tux for it and yeah, they ended up paying for my travel and my hotel, which was awesome. I brought my wife with me, um, so she got to go sightseeing while I went to, like, watch the creator of Narcos give a talk, or, like, I got to sit down with a really cool lady who did um, documentaries for, like, HBO and all these different things, so it was an awesome experience. I wish I would have had a little more time to discover L.A., um, but you were there but, for business. Yeah, yeah. I was there to, <laughs> I was there to hopefully that some gold. Yeah, yes. get that award. Which then, yeah, and so we, we had the award ceremony. Um, I got to meet a lot of cool people because there was a lot of celebrities that came and pre- like presented the award. It was hosted by Jane Lynch, and then yeah, the the rest was crazy. Documentary R. Filthy Dreamers, Christina League, Derek Lukes, University of Central Florida. It almost caused teachers to lose their jobs because of what they taught. It has been stated that I taught free love, advocated interracial marriage, and that I teach all forms of atheism. So you guys, all of a sudden you hear that Filthy Dreamers win this award, and now you have to, did you do the speech? Or did you uh, do the speech? I did not. So it was me and Christina League who went and presented, uh, were accepting for it if we were to one, and another, uh, another student joined us as well. So we had three people there, and 
we didn't really talk about who was going to give the speech um, prior. We had no idea. All we were told beforehand was, if you win and you accept, thank the foundation. So that's kind of all we were like, just go up, we'll thank our professors, our foundation. Yeah, we'll be fine. But, but we're not going to win. <laughs> we got Bert, uh, one film was from Berkeley, and then I think the other film was from another film school in um, in oh, L.A. Was it the Nelson's film or something like that? There, yeah, so one of them went, <laughs> it was, I, I still don't get it. One of them went, to get some elephants and about being extinct and we were like when we saw like because they showed trailers before uh, each person was announced and so we're sitting there watching we're like there's there's no way I start drinking more wine like I'm like there's no <laughs> way and then the next one was uh, I believe they followed somebody with like sex trafficking and like caught I mean like was doing, yeah and we're like you know, we got some pictures and some interviews of FSCW, and, you know, we're just, like, a smaller public-type school from UCF. Like, there's, you know, these are private schools. These kids get, like, degrees. They're making films at the rate. Exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, and then they announce our name, and if you listen to the clip, I'm sure you can hear my wife screaming in the background. And the first place winner of the College Television Award for Documentary is Christina League and Derek Lukes. Congratulations. Uh, Amy Garcia, who's on a couple of things, she's on Lucifer now, and she was on Dexter and a few other shows. Um, she presented us the award. And as, as soon as I got it from the table, as I said, I was drinking a little bit because there was free wine at the table. And I'm not going to turn that down. Um, I went over to Christina as soon as I got up. And I was like, you have to speak because I was not in the right <laughs> mindset. Wow. Okay. Um, thank you to the Television Academy Foundation. This is incredible. Um, thank you to all the cast and crew, all the students who helped make this possible. Um, thank you to the UCF Burnett Honors College for this opportunity. And thank you to all of our friends and family. It's just amazing. Thank you all for your support. Thank you. So she gave the speech. Um, you can see me not knowing why I'm up there, <laughs> just looking confused. The pursuit for higher awards or more merits didn't stop there. Mm -hmm. Once you guys got that award, you guys were automatically nominated for the next one? Uh, no, so uh, that was in 2015. We won that award, and then in between that, we just kept putting it into festivals okay. and kept kind of re-editing it every once in a while. That's fundamental, right? To keep a film alive and relevant and... Yeah. When you're when you're trying to shop it around to see if anybody's interested in it, yeah, it's definitely... You want to keep going back and kind of just looking at it, seeing if there's anywhere you can spruce up. You know, um, when PBS and another station passed on it originally, that's when we were like, okay, well, if we really want to keep doing this, let's take another look at it. Because obviously we had something, we won the award, you know, what are the stations looking for that we're not giving them? And so that's where we took like a year to kind of put it back. We put it in some more festivals, um, ended up going into one from Boynton Beach, uh, one in LA, and a couple of people showed our film at their festivals. And then that's when PBS finally was like, hey, we, okay, yeah, we like this cut. We want to 
work with it, um, and we want to use it for the 100th year of women's suffrage during that that play period. And so we were like kind of their their main film that they were showing at the time. So we were in the Orlando market, and then periodically throughout the month of March, uh, it was on any PBS local channel throughout the country. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then for this, for that second award, did you get pulled out too, or there was a Zoom thing, right? Because this was a yeah. while the pandemic had happened. Yeah, too, right? I actually um, watched it during our second game ah, um, on a Saturday for college football, and so um, which was fun because I got to watch it, and uh, Chris was here watching it, and nice, I was nice. in the other room, so they got to, you know, it was sad when we lost, but they were at least here, like you know, hyping it up and. Um, it made it that much better, and I got to FaceTime with my producer um, and my professor, who, you know, we got to to watch. And her husband won some awards, which is awesome. But yeah, yeah your, your professor, you still keep in touch with your professor? You still have a yeah, yeah, definitely. She um, she taught classes. What's her name? First of all, uh, Lisa Mills. If you're at UCF and you're in film, take her class. She was my favorite professor. She tells it how it is. If you do something, she just says, hey, I don't like that. You should try thinking about that. <laughs> um, so I love I love people like that just because I wanna, I wanna get better. Don't sugarcoat it. If something's not good, you obviously have more intelligence. Not intelligence, but you have more experience, I guess is the right word, than me. Tell me because I want to learn. That's why I'm paying for this class. Um, and so she had the Filthy Dreamers, and the following year she actually created another film called Marching Forward, which is now circuiting on PBS as well. And I know she'll win the Emmy for that one because that film is, is really good. What are your projects now focusing back on sports? You know, like we said, you have, we have that tournament. Perhaps in we, mm-hmm. but you have that tournament um, uh, later this month. Um, but what are your plans in the future? Uh, plans in the future right now are just kind of the same, still just working whatever, whoever hires me. Kind of how it goes as a freelancer. Um, I just started doing uh, directing for the in-house show for The Magic since um, they cut a lot of the people for the television side. So they used to have a home and an away feed now they're just doing a home feed, so they have their kind of core people. So I'm not needed with television as much. So I was doing in-house, and I said, you know, hey, I have a lot more free time. I know you might need some directing, so, you know, give me a shot. And so they've started giving me a shot, and that's been going well. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's it's. And it's for awesome. those that don't know, that's what you mean. First of all, the Orlando Magic, the NBA's mm-hmm. Orlando Magic. And second, in-house, you mean the production um, videos and elements that are used for the experience, for the Correct. game day experience. Yeah, right? so the, anything that you see up on that Jumbotron, as far as cameras or if they do, like, games with the in-house announcers, like, that's the stuff that I'm directing and which I also do replay for as well. 
Um, and yet, yeah, it's it's a blast. I noticed uh, last night. This might not make the pod, but I did notice last night um, mm-hmm. of the last like couple seconds where were the decision were the last two possessions. Mm-hmm. You guys threw up the the hype video for Atlanta. Yeah. It was purposely against the Heat. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I noticed that shit. I don't. Yeah. I hope other fans do it. I really do. But uh, no, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you know. think other fans notice it? I don't know. If the it, production lens. I don't know if it was on purpose or not. Um, I guess I never really, I don't, really. I guess I don't pay attention that much. To really? That. Yeah. What? What? That's sick. Well, whatever. If it was an accident, that's sick because. So it probably you, wasn't. They're really good at what they do. Uh huh. I mean, gotcha. We've gotcha. been voted number one like every year for a reason. Nice. Not that's to nice. to gloat at all. No, no <laughs> but, it makes sense. It makes sense because yeah. it, it was again these are little production things that you're looking out for, but you know it's a tight game. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. the, the game could go either way. The Heat can win this or or the Magic can win this, and mm-hmm. you know they're they're heading into that last time out and they throw up. A hype video to get the crowd involved, get everybody hyped, yeah. and I'm noticing that all these buckets that Vucevic yeah. are all against the Heat. <laughs> that makes sense. No, I'm sure they plan that. I'm sure they make one for each team. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's awesome. Excellent. There's excellent. there's another thing that they do. They just started doing, and it's called a Newman it's from like Seinfeld. So it's like Newman. Nice. It's uh, whenever the opposing team gets a foul. Um, and they look up at the video board for like a replay. We don't show the opposing team's replays uh-huh. for a foul. And so we actually have a graphic that comes up that says, you looked up here for the replay, all you got with this graphic. <laughs> and so we have a button now called Newman. So whenever the opposing team fails, we, everyone is just quiet and we're waiting for that because it gets a, a huge laugh in the arena because you see the person look up and then you just see like a little graphic next to them. And, so nice. that's we've got, yeah, that's we've gotten, I believe, two so far, and it's yeah, it, it's worked out really cool. That's sick. That's <laughs> sick. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. Um, you took us into the experience of the sports freelance <laughs> world and about uh, the Filthy Dreamers film. Where can people watch the film if it's available? Yeah, um, it's currently still just on PBS, um, either your local or national uh Check your TV guide if that's still if that's still a thing, <laughs> right? Your, still your, a thing. your TV listings, yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've, we'd like to try and maybe get it on some type of a platform like a Hulu or Netflix, just to have a home for it. Um, but yeah, right now it's being taught in classes as far as women's history, um, and so you can find those snippets on PBS of the film. And yeah, we're really proud of it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Need that last-minute gift for that special someone on Valentine's Day? Maybe worse, you forgot your wife's birthday. Or you forgot your anniversary. Or maybe you just love flowers. Worry no more. Bloom Bloom Designs has you covered. Choose from a variety of handcrafted designs that range from roses, tulips, Carolina jessamines, coral honeysuckle, blanket flowers, you name it. Made with love, so all you have to do is place your order. Yes, Bloom Bloom Designs delivers. Based out of Central and South Florida, Bloom Bloom Designs has your back anytime. Follow us on Instagram at bloombloom.designs, at bloombloom.designs. Thank you for joining us on Perspectives. I want to thank Derek for joining us. Please follow us on all social media platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, and especially check out thepowerculture.com, where you can stream or listen to all of the Perspective episodes, along with more content focusing on culture, news, music, and art. Powerculture.com. Peace.